Welcome back to the podcast, Truth and Share. Uh, today, I'm your host, Rohit Krishna. I'm joined by David Bortz, partner and COO of S&P Data. Welcome, David. Thank you, Rohit. Great to be here. Perfect. So today, we're going to talk about uh, technology and work from anywhere. Uh, you know, David has been sort of the uh, CTO of our organization, wearing multiple hats uh, and driving uh, all of the technology initiatives uh, within the company. So, David, what are we going to talk about today? You know, Rowan, I'm going to talk about oh, you know some of the challenges we faced in, in COVID-19, and you know how uh, technology has been uh, impacted, and uh, you know how we've been able to uh, you know really come up with solutions to right. ensure that we're you know delivering uh, on behalf of our customers and ensuring that uh, you know as an essential service we're we're doing our, our part as part of the uh, part of the crisis. So, look forward to sharing that with you. Perfect. So I think a good starting point is just to kind of give a little bit of history of S&P data from a technology standpoint, right? I think we have a, a pretty interesting background and, uh, you know, no, no one better to share that background yeah. than yourself. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. So, you know, Rowan, it's, uh, it's interesting. I've always thought about, you know, technology is that technology should be, you know, transparent in the, in the call center. Right. You know, what I, what I mean by that is, um, you know, the most challenging part of the call center is really the, the people side, right? So having a, a great associate uh, that's trained effectively and efficiently. And, you know, I've always said that if technology were transparent, meaning that, you know, we can put technology anywhere, anytime. So as long as operations can, you know, say, put an associate in a desk, I can deliver the desktop, I can right. deliver the voice, I can deliver the email, I can deliver the chat. Um, and really just make it simple, right? So rather than trying to figure out, okay, this workstation can only be a workstation for client A, and therefore you right. need to put it in there, right? And the same thing if you had call center A, call center B, you want to have flexibility, right? Because d d demand always changes, uh, disaster recovery things, it happens. Of course, so yeah. you've all, you, you need a great deal of, of flexibility. And, and always our design... Um, you know, either you know, in either the first S and P data or this S and P data has always been about uh, about flexibility. Okay, and so I, I think that's interesting, right? I think you know uh, a little bit about the sort of background of S and P. Um, you know, you and uh, and. And kind of started in the CRM space, right? So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, when technology first started, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, there there weren't brand name CRM products out there. Yeah, we had to, we had to build the technology ourselves. So we built our own trouble ticketing systems. We built our own case management systems. We built our own Salesforce automation applications, and 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 so that really was the the basis by by which we were driving things. But at the same time, you know, we also went looking for emerging technologies. Computer telephony integration was an emerging technology. And, you know, Dan really had, you know, champagne tastes and beer line pockets in an right. era where technology was our competitive advantage. And, and my responsibility was to go out, find that technology, bring it into the operations, operationalize that technology, and allow us to be able to deploy quickly and, and efficiently and make it feel like it's a highly customized solution for, for our clients. And, and that's really, you know, the, the kind of the background and the philosophy behind the, the technology organization still to this day. Perfect. So, and I think that that's kind of a good framework, right? Because, uh, you know, as everyone knows, post-COVID now, uh, now that we're in probably about the sixth month uh, yeah. uh, after the major announcements back in uh, Q1 of this year, um, do you think that, you know, your background in the CRM space and how you guys kind of came up through the uh, industry with bringing in new technologies, how did that shape sort of how we pivoted 
today or you know a couple of months ago uh, yeah. in in sort of that post-COVID world? Yeah. So you know uh, when we architected you know S and P data, um, you know we we really believe fundamentally in 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 the cloud, right. and we believe in the cloud for for a couple of reasons. Number one, we believe in the cloud because you know security is is more efficient. We believed in the cloud because you have infinite scalability, right? Mm -hmm. Just think about the hosting centers, whether it's an Azure uh, or an AWS. You know, these guys have invested billions and billions of dollars in their networks and in their data right. centers. We can never invest that much. And so we get the uptime, we get the availability, we get the quality, uh, we get all of that, and we get it very, you know, affordably. And so, you know, as, as we looked at our uh, technology stack, you know, we really felt the traditional model was kind of broken. And the traditional model was, you know, build your own networks, build your own switches, yeah. um, you know, pay, you know, licensing fees uh, right. and, and maintenance. Basically and capital intensive. Very capital intensive. And any time that you had to go build a center, you had to come up with millions and millions of dollars to kind of build mm -hmm. out those centers. And that's just the, ba the base case. And then, you know, obviously it takes time to scale and ramp. Um, so it was a very inefficient model. And so uh, we began building our model to be entirely cloud-based. So number okay. one, it was going to be variable-based. So, you know, only, you know, use it or, or, or lose it kind of thing, right? You only pay for it if you, if you need it. Um, it had infinite scale. Uh, and so that was really interesting. So when COVID-19 came about, um, you know, a couple of things really, really hit us. So we, we had a Skunk Works project that we, that we started off kind of in early, early March where, you know, our IT team was taking desktop, desktops and taking those desktops and, uh, you know, hardening those desktops. We added uh, some security uh, to it in terms of two-factor two authentication. We added some, uh, you know, uh, secure VPN technology to it. And we basically had our uh, IT staff take those, uh, you know, PCs home, uh, right. you know, test them out, make sure they could process transactions. And in almost, you know, in two, three days, we were able to test all of our clients and able to confidently say that we could take our applications and, and move them to the, to the home. That's fantastic. Right. And I think that kind of speed and scale uh, really helped keep the doors open, if you will, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of businesses, as we know, uh, ended up, you know, closing shop because they couldn't, aff uh, you know, afford to continue with the demand and the changing yeah. environment. So, you know, how do you think that kind of, uh, you know, prepared us uh, for, you know, even working with current clients or even, you know, new business as well? So, you know, for, first and foremost, you know, that process allowed us to be able to really go out proactively to our customers and say, right. hey, you know what, we've, we've gone ahead, we've tested this, we know that it works. Um, you know, we, we would like, to, you know, permission to, you know, work, work from home because we were seeing de degradation in attendance. We were seeing degradation right. in, in attrition and, and we knew that something, something had to change. So we were able to go proactively and we were able to basically, you know, almost move overnight. Actually, in, in, in the case of New Mexico, uh, you know, the governor actually came down with a state order to close all call centers specifically because of wow. social distancing needs. And we were able to, you know, effectively overnight push all of their PCs out to their, to their homes. And our agents were able to transparently service our customers. So zero, uh, you know, degradation and zero service level challenges to our customers. And, you know, all the while at the same time, we were seeing increased volumes because everyone yeah. was was challenged and people were, were calling from home more than they were ever ever before in history. So, right. uh, you know, the, the, just having that core allowed us to be able to do that effectively. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've been with uh, S&P now for, you know, going on uh, eight years and, you know, prior to this no year. No gray hair yet. Uh, well, so far, yeah. <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, I think prior to this year, we wouldn't have even thought of a, you know, sort of work from uh, home or work from yeah. anywhere model. Um, and those two, I think, are, are two interesting kind of terms, right? Yes. So, yes. Um, you know, a lot of people know the work from home model, um, but we also have a work from anywhere model, yeah. right? So so what is that? Can you tell us a little bit about work from anywhere? Yeah. So, so first of all, just to level set, work from home is really a almost like a hub and spoke model, right? Where right. We, we had a blueprint uh, already in place. Uh, we're, you know, basically existing associates, once they were trained and once they had gone through nesting and they, they had met their KPIs, uh, they had an opportunity to be able to work from home. And basically, whether it was a 25-mile radius, it was a 50-mile radius, yeah. they were relatively close and they could still have, you know, a place to go to, a place for coaching, yeah. a place for ongoing training and whatnot. Uh, and it was it was basically you know that that hub and spoke model and and that was really our model that we started off with uh, when when COVID nineteen uh, hit, um, but you know there are there are some challenges with that uh, work from uh, work from home model right uh, you know some of the challenges is that you've got to you know distribute you know hardware and collecting right, hardware right. and you know managing that hardware and you know uh, it, it can can be a challenge and uh, you know with with timing and scale. Uh, we really decided that we really wanted to look to a work from anywhere model, and work from anywhere model really is really the total breakdown of the of the brick and mortar world, where, you know, where we used to be restricted by how much physical capacity we had. In a work from anywhere model, we have no physical constraints, we have no uh, limitations, uh, we right. have no. It doesn't matter either geographically, right? We could be national, we could be you know North American, yep. we could be international. Now we can basically go and compete on a, on a global level and so right. work from anywhere meant for us uh, you know being, being able to deploy a, a bring your own device model where okay. a new hire associate can have their device tested uh, you know very seamlessly very quickly very easily simply with a click of a button mm -hmm. you know they can test their machine to make sure that they've got the proper CPU they've got the proper memory they've got the proper bandwidth and if they do then they can go and start taking some of our uh, our onboarding tests uh, to mm -hmm. see whether or not they, they qualify for a position. So work from anywhere and the technology that we've deployed uh, in a work from anywhere uh, are there are a couple of unique things. One is that testing piece that I mentioned, but it also locks down that device. So it actually takes right. that device and locks it down entirely so they can only access the one, you know, Citrix application that they need to process oh, transactions and get their and get their voice or you know electronic interaction to their to their desktop so it's actually a super secure environment uh, and it's in it and it's super simple uh, and you know we've actually rolled it out uh, first of all we started in uh, in the US market and then we've uh, ultimately now moved it out to our Canadian market uh, as well and we will be testing beyond uh, uh, into into nearshore uh, in uh, markets in the in the pretty pretty you know near future Fantastic. So it basically creates sort of a virtual environment on the user's PC, if I'm understanding that correctly. Percent. Okay, that's great. Okay, and so you know, I think uh, the the next piece is sort of the future, right? Yeah. What does the future hold in terms of technology? How does that? How do you think that's going to shape our business? How do you think yeah. it's going to shape you know the contact center industry in general? Um, you know, in the post-COVID world, what, what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah. So you know, I, I think a couple of things. You know, specific to you know just the the COVID era. You know, there's going to be a lot of emerging technologies, right? Emerging right. technology. I mean, today we're using technologies like, you know, like everybody is using Zoom. Uh, you know, we've rolled out, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams as a platform for communicating with our associates. 
Um, you know, we utilize, you know, voice and, and video. Um, you know, we're utilizing, you know, we, we, we turn war, we create war rooms where, you know, we can, we can huddle as a team and really work together and really get that, uh, you know, same camaraderie uh, in association that you get in the, in the traditional contact center. Uh, I do think that there will be a lot of uh, enhanced technologies that will, you know, improve your ability to manage people remotely. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that'll be, I think, you know, really the next generation that will focus on, you know, again, driving, you know, productivity, driving performance, right? Uh, those will be key things within the contact center area. So there will be, you know, unique collaboration technologies that will, that will, that'll bring to bear. We think that there'll be some unique, uh, you know, screen sharing technologies that, yeah, uh, that'll, that'll be uh, utilized. And we do think that also, you know, similarly with the, with the customer, right? So getting closer to the customer with better technology will also improve uh, and enhance the, uh, the integration with them. And so, so I think there's the, that one hand. And then on another uh, note, you know, we see that, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, we're really seeing, you know, couple, three areas where we're seeing the, that technology. We're seeing that technology being deployed more and more and more as in, in like an artificial intelligence for recruiting, which we're using right. in our air process. Um, you know, we think that you will see more and more artificial intelligence on the desktop to help the associate navigate through, you know, transactions. We know transactions are getting more and more complex. And then we also know that there's going to be a lot more artificial intelligence, you know, utilized, um, you know, in the in the, in the call recording platforms and uh, you know doing you know uh, intelligent monitoring and screening and, and and going from a reactive world to a proactive world uh, in 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 the voice analytics space. And so we're real excited about some of the tests that we're doing uh, in those spaces and how we might bring those forward to help our customers. Uh, with the, you know driving their performance and solutions, right. So and I think that that last piece sounds like uh, you know more um, automation into the quality and compliance piece, bringing yep. more intelligence to it as well, right? Which is fantastic in this day and age. You, you need that level ins of inspection as well. Yeah, so for, for sure, you know a lot of talk today about you know robotic processes. Right. Uh, and using robotic processes, you know, to help with with transactions, you know, simplifying transactions, making transactions more more efficient, uh, you know, those are those are really important. Uh, you know, I do think the other the other major trend that we're kind of seeing in the in the in the center space is, you know, AHT is no longer being the KPI that we're, we've seen right. in the past, right? It's being much more around the quality of the conversation and uh, and you know the quality and the and how you're you know, being measured by uh, items like NPS and, and how, yeah. how that, how you're being perceived by the consumer, you know, those are going to become more and more important, um, especially in this post-COVID world where, you know, people have a lot of choice and they're going to have more choice uh, in the future and creating a great, uh, you know, relationship and creating a great customer experience is going to be key in the technology that's going to support that uh, is, you know, we think pretty, pretty fascinating. Fantastic. So, David, you know, I just wanted to thank you for, uh, you know, your time and your insights on some of the changes that we're seeing from a technology uh, perspective. Um, thanks to all our viewers as well for tuning in uh, on this episode. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that you tune into our next episodes as well uh, on the Truth and Share series where, uh, you know, we cover a ton of different topics and it's everything you wanted to, uh, always wanted to know, but we're afraid to ask. Um, and remember... The truth shall set you free. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Ron. Thank you.